What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Built With Beck, your health and fitness podcast. We're going to dive right on in to this week's episode and chat about all things discipline. Because let's be honest, we know that discipline is important in a fitness journey. Just as it's important if you want to excel in any area of life, whether it be professionally, academically, even socially, it's going to require, to a certain extent, some sense of discipline. So I want to chat about discipline in the context of fitness, though, because I think sometimes we place a little bit of too much value in discipline, or maybe it's just a matter of misunderstanding what discipline truly looks like in a successful fitness journey. So let's get started and discuss what is discipline in the context specifically of a fitness journey, because discipline in and of itself is not exactly what we're talking about here. We're not talking about enforcing rules or inflicting some type of punishment to keep people in order, which is much more of what the actual definition of discipline is. When I'm talking about discipline in the context of this episode, in you know the idea of someone's fitness journey. I'm referring more to self-discipline, almost like self-control, if you will. The idea that we are able to say no to something that might either be rewarding or more instantly gratifying in order to pursue a larger goal at hand. This might look like saying no now so you can achieve a greater end result, like saying no to the burger and fries so that you'll ultimately see success in your fat loss phase. This might also look like saying yes now to something that it'd be easy to say no to, like saying yes to go to the gym, right? So we know that self-discipline in the context of a fitness journey is more about being able to deny yourself immediate gratification, being able to overlook or say no to the path of least resistance, choosing the hard is what I'm referring to when we're talking about self-discipline in a fitness journey. So now that we've got, you know, common understanding of what discipline is, or at least in the way that I'm speaking about it in this episode, I'm going to give you some tips, some strategies, and debunk some myths you might be believing about how to be more disciplined. So get ready to take some notes. This right here is the main theme of the entire episode. The people that you perceive to be successful in their fitness journeys are not necessarily successful because they have more discipline. They are successful because they live their life in a way where discipline is not really even necessary. Let me explain. If you've listened to many of my episodes before, you've likely heard me talk about these two things pretty often. Number one, the importance of creating a routine, creating an environment that supports your goals. The idea here is if you're pursuing fitness goals, you are pursuing to become a better, different healthier version of yourself, right? If you're pursuing weight loss goals, you want to be toned, PRs in the gym, you want to generally become a healthier person, you are changing your lifestyle. The issue though, is that oftentimes people will chase that end result. They'll chase the fat loss. They'll chase the PR in the gym. They'll chase this idea of being a healthier person while still clinging on to their unhealthy, previously lived lifestyle. They aren't willing to examine their patterns, their habits, their routine behavior choices, their decisions around food, their decisions around drinking. They're trying their hardest to hold on to their old life while still reaching for the end result of an entirely different lifestyle. So when I speak about creating a routine, creating an environment that supports your goals, this is what I'm getting at. I use this analogy with my clients really often. If you're listening to this, and I believe I've spoken about it on the podcast before, but 
at the risk of repeating myself, if you've been in school, then this part of the analogy will resonate with you. Maybe you're in school right now. Maybe it's been a few years. It doesn't matter. This should still resonate with you. Think about trying to be like a really good student. Think about trying to, to study effectively for an exam, right? You want to get an A on this exam that's coming up. How difficult would it be to be a successful, accomplished student if you didn't have any textbooks at home? Not only did you not have, do you not have textbooks, you also don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have pen and paper, you have none of the materials that a successful student would have in their home, you don't have any of those in your house. How hard would it be to study effectively, right? To ace that exam, to write that paper. Same principle, different analogy. Think about working from home. How hard would it be to be a successful, efficient, responsible employee working from home if you didn't have a laptop? You also didn't have a desktop. You had no Wi-Fi, even if you had that. Not only do you not have Wi-Fi, you don't have a computer, but you live with roommates who are in school, they're not working, they're out and socializing all day long, and the TV's on at all times. How hard would it be to get the job done, right, if you didn't have an environment that supported getting the job done? It's the same idea in terms of a fitness journey. If you're trying to eat healthier, you're trying to be more active, you're trying to lose weight, build muscle, tone up, whatever your goals are, but you're not changing the food that you buy at the grocery store, you're still going out to eat three or four times a week, you're drinking two or three nights a week, you're staying up late, you're kind of working out, but because you aren't eating well and you're hungover, your workouts aren't really efficient, you won't see the results, but it's not because the results are impossible for you. And honestly, it's not even because the work is too hard. It's because you're not creating an environment that supports your goals. Same idea with creating a routine. If you're familiar with having like a step goal, for example, I currently have a step goal of about 10,000 steps a day. That's something that I aim for, keeps me generally active. And one thing that I do to aim for my step goal is every single morning I take my dog for a walk, but I go for a long walk. I take my dog for a 30 minute walk any morning, every morning that I can. I can tell you right now, if that wasn't part of my routine, It'd be a heck of a lot harder for me to consistently hit my 10K step goal. There are plenty of mornings where I wake up and I don't feel like walking, but it's part of my routine. Just like getting into work at 8 a.m., like, you know, starting work for the day as part of my routine, just like washing my face at the end of the night, brushing my teeth, that's part of my routine. Going for my walk is part of the routine that I've created for myself, and it supports my goal of achieving that 10K steps. So that's probably a principle that you've heard me mention quite a few times throughout different podcast episodes. And I know if you're a client of mine, you've likely heard me share those analogies and go over that principle with you. Because again, most often people are aiming for that end result and they're not looking at what they do in their day-to-day -day life. So little side note here, if you're thinking of that fitness goal that you have for 2023, I want you to think less about the end goal. Think more about what does that goal require in a lifestyle and ask yourself, do you have that? Like, are you incorporating that in your lifestyle? For example, if you have the 10K step goal, that's going to require that you walk during the day, right? Is walking part of your routine? If you have any goal related to changing your physique or optimizing your health, we know that nutrition is a really important part of that, right? So if we know that you have goals that entail healthier foods, take a look at your pantry, take a look at your refrigerator, take a look at your grocery list this week, take a look at how often you've been going out to eat or getting drinks lately. Does that environment your pantry, your kitchen, or your routine, going out to eat, your social life, does it support the goal that you say you have? 
So that's little sub point number one um, that you've likely heard me mention a lot, right? Your environment and your routine need to support your goals. Idea number two, though, is that you need to be more decisive. And this will come into play, especially as we get more into into the discussion of becoming more disciplined or not needing discipline as much. But this is something that I believe a lot of people are missing in their fitness journey. They assume that they're always going to feel like doing XYZ. They assume they're always going to feel disciplined or that discipline or their goals are always going to be exciting. And I'm warning you right now, spoiler alert, discipline is not always exciting. And there are going to be times where you're faced with the decision to stay comfortable and chill on the couch or go to the gym. It's clear then that discipline will entice you to go to the gym, but there will be times where you're like, I don't really care about my goals right now. I'd rather stay comfortable. So it's not so much about feeling disciplined. It's not so much about being disciplined all the time. It's more about being decisive in creating an environment that supports your goals, creating a routine that supports your goals so that it's not a question of whether or not you feel like being disciplined, whether or not you feel like following through. It's a decision that's already been made up ahead of time. So let's revisit that point that I was mentioning of how successful people, especially in their fitness journey, aren't just more disciplined. They actually use less discipline. They don't need discipline as much. And it's because they are intentional about both of those two factors. They're intentional about building a routine that does not rely on their feelings. I want to talk about this in the context of step goals because step goals aren't glamorous. Going for a walk, generally just being more active during the day isn't necessarily the most exciting part of a fitness journey, and it's really easy to make step goals seem harder than they are. I also want to give a little disclaimer that you don't have to get 10,000 steps a day. As long as you are just generally active, you're good to go. With that being said, most of recent literature and research shows that to optimize things like your non-exercise movement and to live a generally healthy lifestyle overall, aiming for about seven to 8,000 steps a day is really ideal. But with that being said, like I work with dozens of women who can't always hit eight to 10,000 steps in a day. And so I would encourage you if you're looking for a step goal, just for example, to track your normal steps for a week or two, see what your average is, and then aim for 500 to 1,000 steps higher the next week until you're getting to hopefully like six to 7,000 steps a day. That would be a good baseline, but I digress. Let's keep talking about step goals in the context of discipline. So I've gotten this question quite a few times because if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I will pretty often post on my Instagram stories when my dog and I are out on a morning walk or I'll you know, say the benefits of walking in the morning are X, Y, Z. And almost every single time I post a story from a walk, especially a morning walk, because I wake up early intentionally to go on these morning walks, I get a DM that says something or questions or compliments my discipline for waking up in the morning and going for a walk. I've gotten messages like, I wish I could be disciplined. I would love to go for a morning walk or, oh, I was so disciplined last week with my morning walks, but now like this week I'm struggling. You get what I'm saying? I get messages about how people want to be more disciplined or they think that I have more discipline because I go for a walk every single morning. And my response is always the same. I am actually not disciplined for going on this walk. It's, and obviously I say it nicer when I'm on Instagram, but 
I am no more disciplined for going on this walk in the morning than you are disciplined for going to work at 9 a.m. There's no difference here in my eyes because I view my morning walks as a commitment that I have already made. It, my schedule is actually built around it. Like I wake up at the time I wake up so that I have time to go for a 30 minute walk. It's not just I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, do I want to walk today? And if I say yes, I go. If I say no, I'm just disciplined enough to go anyways. It's literally not a question in my mind. There are plenty of mornings every single week. There's at least one or two mornings where I wake up and I tell my husband, oh, I really don't want to walk right now. But I'm, I say that as I'm putting on my shoes and heading out the door anyways, not because I'm more disciplined, but because I have already created a routine where that is part of the schedule. This goes hand in hand with the idea of becoming more decisive. Again, too many people think that we're just going to always be in the mood to reach our goals, right? We're always going to feel like doing the difficult task. We're always going to feel like pushing ourselves. And again, you're not going to. Like there are plenty of mornings every single week I don't want to walk. But I have been decisive in making up my mind and committing that I will go on the walk anyways. I know that I'm never going to regret going for the walk. I know that the hardest part of the walk is literally just getting out the door. I even know that walking isn't hard, literally. Like it does not tax me physically at all to go for a walk in the morning. It's 100% mental of like, am I going to get dressed and go or should I stay in bed and like have coffee and read? I know that any resistance I feel towards going for a walk is mental. And when you phrase it that way, it's a lot easier to just like tell yourself to get over it and move forward. But the bottom line is I'm not asking myself in the morning, do I want to go for a walk? Because it's already built into my routine. I've already been decisive about when the walk will happen that day. So there's my little life hack for you. I am not actually disciplined when it comes to going for a walk in the morning because it's not a question of discipline. It's just a commitment that I've made. That leads me to my next point. This actually needs to be its own entire podcast episode, but we're just going to go ahead and combine it here. Why is it, and I want you to, tru- to truly consider this and ask yourself, why is it that we're so often okay with letting ourselves down more than we would let another person down? Like we... We follow through with commitments that we make to our friends, to our family, to our partners, to our bosses, to our professors. We follow through with commitments that we make to other people without question, right? How many times have you woken up and realized that you had to go to class and you didn't want to, but you went anyways? Or how many times have you woken up and not really felt like going to work, but you didn't like you still went to work. It wasn't really a question. Like, do you want to go to work? That doesn't really matter. You're going to go anyways, right? Not because you're so disciplined and you're this superhero. No offense. I'm sure you're amazing, but because it's a commitment and you know that you have to follow through regardless of whether or not you truly want to in the moment. It's the same idea with yourself, or at least it should be. We should have that same sense of accountability, that same sense of respect, honestly, of this is important to me. And I told myself Sunday night that I was going to go for a walk every single morning. I also worked it into my schedule. So there's quite literally no reason I can't walk. I am going to walk even if I don't want to. That same level of decisiveness, of commitment, of follow through, of respect 
is what people too often mistake as discipline. I'm telling you, it's not always about discipline. In fact, it makes discipline unnecessary. And that's ultimately the goal, I believe, because the more often you do something, like when I started going for these morning walks for 30 minutes, it really took a lot of effort and mental work. And I had to remind myself like, okay, yeah, I'm supposed to go on a walk right now. It was not always part of my life or always part of my routine. But now it's not even a question. Like I just wake up and I go. It's part of my routine. It helps me start my day off feeling accomplished. It helps me start my day off with a clear head. It helps me not just scroll on my phone for an hour after I wake up. It gives me sun exposure first thing in the morning. I'm outside. It's the best part of my dog's day, that's for sure. But the point is, any type of change, especially consistent lifestyle change, is going to take some effort at first, but over time that effort diminishes. It's not about discipline anymore. It's just about following through with the commitment you've made. So what I want you to do here is I want you to think of one, maybe two areas in your life where you believe you're not disciplined enough or you believe you're not disciplined at all. I want you to think of those areas. Maybe it is your daily movement. Maybe you just never feel disciplined to go for that walk and you know you should. Maybe it's your nutrition. You never feel disciplined enough to hit your nutrition goals. You never feel disciplined enough to stay in and cook a meal as opposed to going out. Maybe it's discipline surrounding alcohol consumption, whether it be frequency or just the amount of alcohol you consume when you do drink. It could likely be your sleep patterns. How disciplined are you at putting up your phone at night and like, getting off of a screen for 30 minutes before you fall asleep how disciplined are you at getting up first thing in the morning or you know do you continually reset your alarms whatever it is that you feel you could improve in terms of your discipline I want to encourage you in the following ways I want to give you some kind of steps that you can follow to help make discipline unnecessary in that area I'm going to give three different examples that you can take and use for yourself just to illustrate this point um, beyond the example of steps like I've been giving. Example number one is going to be if you feel like you need to be more disciplined with your food choices. Example number two is going to be if you feel like you need to be more disciplined with your water intake. And then example number three is going to be if you feel like you need to be more disciplined with a bedtime routine or like getting to bed at a reasonable hour. So the first thing you're going to do, even if, you know, if you're adopting one of these examples as your goal or if you are thinking of your own, the first thing you need to do is take that goal and ask yourself, what needs to be done daily to achieve this goal? And the answer to this question is like kind of redundant off of the goal itself. But for example, if you need to be more like disciplined with your eating, then the daily kind of habit that that requires is eating healthier meals, right? If you need to increase your water intake, be more disciplined with that, that requires drinking more water more regularly throughout the day. And then if you need to be more disciplined with your sleep, that requires probably putting up your phone a little bit earlier, getting in bed earlier, and like being off of devices earlier, right? So now that you have your, okay, what is this goal going to require of me? I want you to examine your honest daily routine. What are you doing that will that goes against the goal that you want to adopt? And what can you replace it with? How can you create that routine or that environment that supports your goals? So let's go back to example number one. If you feel like you need to be more disciplined with your eating, and we know that that means you need to eat better food throughout the day, better food throughout the week, probably you know go out to eat less, things like that. 
okay, if you're looking at your lifestyle and you're like, okay, well, every time I go to the grocery store, I just kind of grab what looks good. And then I eat, you know, kind of crappy food during the week. Also, I go out to eat because I don't really know what else to do when the weekend rolls around. I'm too tired of cooking. Okay, cool. Let's look for ways that you can create one, an environment and two, a routine that better supports your goals. Let's look at this environment. Well, the environment of your kitchen probably won't support your goals if all you have are junky food type snacks and frozen meals and desserts and sweets and candy and you don't have any real vegetables and you don't have any fruit and you don't have any lean proteins. Cool. So we already see a point of discrepancy, right? We can improve the food that you're buying. That will improve your environment. Number two, how can we create a routine that supports your goals? Well, it would probably help you to think ahead. It'd probably help you to go to the grocery store with an actual list as opposed to just looking for what looks good. It would also probably help you to think about your meals before you eat them, before you're starving and in the pantry. Give yourself a second um, to think about what you want. For example, this is going to be released this episode on a Monday. So what if you set aside 10 minutes tonight to think through what kinds of meals would help you know, help you become closer to your goals on Tuesday. The idea of just thinking ahead is something that too many people overlook, but those are two ways that you can improve your environment and your routine to better support your goal of eating better. Then it's just a matter of becoming decisive. Don't let yourself change your mind on based on what you're feeling that day. Instead, follow through with the commitments that you make to yourself. Let's take the second example of needing to drink more water during the day. What can you do to examine A, your environment, and B, your routine? Okay, well, let's look at your environment. Do you have a reusable water bottle? Are you just drinking Cokes every single day? Do you carry water with you when you go places? If not, it's going to be really hard to actually drink a lot of water during the day. Now let's look at your routine. Do you regularly drink water at the same times every single day, or do you just kind of wait until you get thirsty? There are two ways there with your environment and your routine that we can be decisive and tackle the goal. I would recommend to improve your environment to support your water goal that you get a reusable water bottle, preferably with a straw because we all know you drink more with a straw. Keep that and keep that filled up with you. But number two, to build it into part of your routine, what if you start setting it as a goal for yourself every single morning to drink a full glass of water before you have anything else? What if you make it a goal to have a glass of water before you eat every meal? Create it and integrate it into part of your routine so that it's not a matter of whether or not you feel motivated or disciplined to drink water. It's just part of what you do. And then lastly, for this example of sleep hygiene, basically, let's look at your environment and let's look at your routine. Okay, well, if your environment is you sleep, you go to sleep with your phone, you know, right next to you, the ringer's on, you have a TV, you're on your computer scrolling in bed, that's not going to support your goal of improving your sleep quality. Now let's look at your routine. Do you have any kind of bedtime routine? Do you just get off your phone and get off your computer when you feel like it, when you're feeling tired? If there's no semblance of a routine, it's going to be really difficult to reach your goal. So to improve the environment of your sleep habitat, if you will, what if we like set a rule for yourself as soon as you get in bed, no screen allowed, like no phone allowed, put it face down on silent on your bedside table, put it in the other room, whatever you need to do for you. It's oftentimes better not just to completely eradicate um, a habit, but to replace it instead. So you could start reading before bed, something like that. If you don't have any kind of a routine, I would highly recommend, as I do with many of my clients, create a bedtime for yourself. Like treat yourself like a child. Get in bed at a certain time every night. 
Better yet, give yourself a screen cutoff time of like, no matter what, I am not on my phone after 9 p.m., after 8.30 p.m. Whatever that looks like for you, get decisive about it and stop waiting to feel disciplined. So I know that this episode was not exactly the most exciting, hyping you up type of episode, but I'm telling you, stop thinking that other people are just more disciplined than you. It's not that way. The thing that's going to make you feel more disciplined is creating a lifestyle where discipline is basically unnecessary. It's not something that you ask yourself every single day, do I feel like doing this? Do I feel like being disciplined? It's just a question of, nope, I already committed. I'm just going to follow through with the routine I've created. So I hope that this episode was helpful in kind of keeping that in perspective. I hope also that the examples I gave were helpful for, you know, the step goals, the nutrition goals, the water goals, the sleep goals. But if there's a goal that you're wrestling with and you don't quite know how to create an environment or a routine that supports that goal, let me know. You can always contact me through the contact information in the show notes. I'm more than happy to help give a little bit more clarity or just help you brainstorm some ideas to help make your goals a little bit easier to tackle. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. It's not about doing things like making things as difficult as they can possibly be so that you feel like super accomplished and so disciplined. It's about, hey, if you have this end goal, what's something we can do to make reaching this goal easier every day, right? So that's the end goal. That's the goal I have for all of y'all. So I hope that you learned some from this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Again, my contact information is always in the show notes, but that's all we have time for today. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.